Thought Bubble Audio. Look, up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in paints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my two-parter friend, Frank. How are you today? Dairy. Legendary. Ooh, two-parter. Good. Yeah. You Are you feeling legendary? Uh, maybe. It would have been better if I had started, you know, like, last episode, if I had said legend and left it there and then picked up with dairy, but... That was the first thing that came to mind when you said uh, two-parter. So, hmm. yeah. Well, that's slightly misleading because we're not talking about Neil Patrick Harris at all. Ah, I was misinformed. Okay, we can we can redo this. Hi, welcome to Beer with Geeks, <laughs> where one geek geeks out with beer because his co-host is, is forgetful. I'm Tim, and with me is no one. <laughs> all right. I thought I was Tim. Ooh, oh boy, he's <laughs> been for a long night. <laughs> Very forgetful. Frank, what are you drinking tonight? Hi. Uh, absinthe, apparently. No, I am <laughs> uh, I am enjoying a this is this is silly, but um I am enjoying just a plain old Sam Adams Boston lager. Wow. That is actually silly straightforward okay thanks for validating me yeah just straightforward (laughs) and uh just every everything that it should be oh that's good i mean it is good it is good i always prefer their seasonals to the regular lager yeah i i tend to i tend to to do that as well uh but uh, sam also prefers their seasonals yeah that's true that's true yeah um it would seem that way they have so many like they have more than you even realize they've got like hundreds of different mm-hmm. like seasonals and and like regional variants and things like that it's really interesting but that's fair it's good neither here nor there what are you drinking i am drinking a therapy session ipa because we're gonna need it with today's conversation uh, from the entitled beer company oh yeah i've had entitled entitled is a is a local beer from yeah. massachusetts uh they they're quite good i was given this just a couple of weeks ago and i can only describe it as a creamy hop Mm. which is something that you don't think go together but this beer is so good they go together so well so if you can get your hand on a therapy session ipa from the entitled beer company i would get some all right immediately Awesome. I feel like if if I've had, I think I've had it. It looks that can looks very familiar, um, and I feel like maybe maybe I had it with you, or I don't know if it, I'm. It does I'm look very sure. familiar. I'm not sure where you would have had it. I don't think you ever had it with me. Okay. Okay. Unless, then it must unless somebody else. else brought it. Uh, 
right, because right. when I was given this last time I had a beer with you, I was a few days away from having this, actually. Okay. So, there we are. Okay. One, two, there you go. Now, Frank, this is a two-parter. Yes, sir. Um, last week, we uh, we talked about Infinity War, and by we talked about Infinity War, I mean we talked about Thanos. Yeah, pretty much. For, for a half an hour. And so I thought it should be time that we go back and talk about the rest of the movie. So use the time stone and and go back and talk about the rest of the movie. Instead. Exactly. Is that you're saying, okay. I mean, that's exactly what I'm saying. Got it, but got we it. have to do a Zatanna mix universe and say everything backwards. Oh, that's going to be Tolkifid. Difficult? Tolkifid. Uh-huh. Nice. Nice job. I'll leave it at that. I'm not going to Nah. All right. So. Anyway, um, I thought that we should just kind of break down different um, different groups of characters because they all kind of merge together at one point or not really, but at different points. But I thought we could kind of just take like the Titan crew and the Wakanda crew and, you know, the um, that's about it. Those two crews that we had. There aren't really three spaces. Um, or we could take like the Avengers, the non-Avenging characters, and the Guardians. We could do it that way too. Yeah. Okay. That that works. The Secret Avengers, the regular Avengers, and the Guardians, yep. and the non-Avengers. There's so many ways to do this, Frank. Let's start off with Iron Man because he's the first. Well, technically, he's not the first Avenger, but he is the first superhero in the MCU lineup of films, but right. not in the timeline. Anyway, we're going to start with Iron Man, because I think Tony has the most to do this film. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, the most out of the rest of the characters. Like, I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, I would argue Thor kind of does kind of does more mm. but but I, I your your point is your point thor i understand might, your point thor yeah. might be more effective when it comes to battling things yeah but I, th- but I think that but i think that the oh i don't know actually now that i maybe slightly equal because most of these characters don't really have arcs in this film right they have right um they have little moments, but you know you can't give everybody something to do. We talked about this last episode, so it's Thanos that gets everything to do. Really, it's, I mean, this all happens over the course of like a few hours, a day or two, maybe. Right, like it all happens really quickly. So it's like, how much of an arc can somebody have in a two day period? That's true. Um, I would even hazard to say two days. I think it's definitely two is probably being a, generous. A, I think it's. A day, a day, a couple hours. If you look at the growth of Thanos's hair and stubble over the course right. of the film, it's just it's probably like an eight hour period, mm-hmm. maybe maybe ten or twelve. If his hair grows at a at a normal rate, at one point he at like at the end of the film, Thanos says like says something about. I mean, it's not it's not quite this way. I'm paraphrasing it badly, but he says something like, "You have no idea like the kind of day I've had." And, and basically, oh, mm-hmm. basically saying like this has all been a day. Yep. Um, so which begs, the, which begs the question: What was he doing this whole time, floating in his chair? If he could just grab all the Infinity Stones, the in timing a day? had to be right. The timing had to be just right. Indeed, indeed. But anyway, so so Tony. So let's start with Tony. Even though he's not the first Avenger to pop up in the film, uh, Tony gets 
sucked out of his like run with Pepper, where he's like, I had a dream we were going to have a kid. And the whole audience went, oh, no. Mm-hmm. But that never really comes to fruition anywhere. I wonder if it will. In part two? In part two. Well, but I kind of wonder if... I, I See, I really thought going into this film that either Tony or Cap or both would die. And yeah, see, I didn't I was, think that at all. I was shocked that that they both made it out alive. You you maintained, and and I think you may be right, that if anything, they would die in part two. One one or both of them might die in part two. If if it's going to happen, it would happen in part two, not part one. That's right. Um, and at this point, I I think you're right. I, I I can't see how the two how we leave this series of events and both of them are still alive. Like I just can't see how that happens. It's, uh, partly it's because I know that there's contractual things happening, but that could be misdirection. We don't know for sure. Um, I, I just, I, I, so I was, I was shocked that he was still alive uh, at the end of the film. I, when he apparently died um, before Dr. Strange made the trade, um, I was like, okay, yeah, this is sad, but it has to happen. Like I, I get it. Like I, I see where we're going with this. So that was that was like my that was one thing that I thought. So when 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 talking about having kids, I thought that was like foreshadowing that he was going to die. <laughs> like like mm. you know, the, the, usually when when people are talking about happy things at the beginning of a movie, things don't end it so means, well. It for means them. they're gonna. It is true, but that's a good misdirect because I yeah. think they know they know that we know that. Yeah. And even if you don't know that, it's still like, oh, he he got stabbed. Right, right. So, but I think, I can't remember where we've talked about this, whether it was last episode or this episode, but in, and many people have said it before, so it just, will be a rehash, but Dr. Mil- Doctor Strange saw 14 million some odd outcomes, you know, and there's that symmetry aspect of the film where he's like, I'm not going to give you, it's the same idea of the baby, you know, like Tony dying setup where yep. I'm. I will not hesitate to let you die while I save the Infinity Stone. I'm going to save you and give him the Infinity Stone because we know that's the only outcome that he saw. Yep, exactly. Where that's a possibility. Somebody raised a good question to me today, actually, where if the Ancient One in Doctor Strange could not see past her death, mm. then how could Doctor Strange see past his death? Because he disintegrates anyway. And so I thought, well, that's inter- that's an interesting point, but I wonder if the one version in which he like the he saw 14 million outcomes in which everybody died including him and that's where the vision ends, but maybe he the one where they win, he disintegrated but came back and so he was able to like reestablish that vision. Yeah, that or, makes sense to me. Yeah, or because he was using the time stone and maybe the ancient one wasn't using the time the the time stone. So sure, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Is it? But it was a good. It was an interesting question. Interesting question. What did you think of Iron Man's armor in this movie? Uh, I thought it was really cool. I I I love like the nanotech uh, explanation for everything and how it can just sort of rebuild itself. You know, or, mm-hmm. or, or, or at any at any point. Except 
at the end when he was going up against Thanos and it was like even even the nanotech was exhausted and couldn't couldn't keep up um, with the fight. I thought that was really cool. I like the armor. I, I always like the armor. Like there's the only one that I didn't care for was the one in Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3. Yeah. Yep. I don't. It's too much gold. Mm-hmm. It's like it's just a lot of gold. I don't like it. It doesn't feel like Iron Man when there's that much gold hanging on him. Yeah. It's, it, he's it's. Even when Iron Man's a different color besides gold, it feels still feels like Iron Man. That one just felt so ostentatious for whatever reason. Yeah, it was it was too much. It was too different. Yeah, but that's okay. Well, that's good. Do you? Hmm. I don't know how to phrase this question, so I guess I just won't ask it. Maybe I'll come back later. <laughs> okay. His relationship with Spider Man. Tony's relationship with Spider Man. Paternal. Paternal, do you think that scene would have had as much impact if he was not in Spider-Man Homecoming? Absolutely not. Would not be the same. Would not be the same. Because, I mean, if we had had him, you know, Spider-Man come up, pop up in Civil War, then have Homecoming without Tony in it, and then have this, there's, there's no, you know, even if you sort of allude to it and say like, oh yeah, I've been mentoring him or whatever, like, that's fine, but they showed us instead of telling us, you know, and, and I think that's that they did the right thing and they did they, that was a good storytelling. Um, so it absolutely had more impact. Um, and and they sowed the seeds throughout the film so that when um, Peter first showed up, Tony's telling him, get out of here, kid, you know, we don't this is too much for you. This is above your pay grade when he's mm-hmm. on the ship. He sends him, tries to send him back to Earth. Like at every turn, it's not until he literally has no choice. He's like, "Fine, you're an Avenger. Here you go. I'm knighting you." Um, only then is he giving in, and even even then, he's got this reluctant look on his face, like, "I'm going to regret this," and uh, and he does. He does regret it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I um I read today that the reason that Spider Man takes longer to disintegrate is one he can. F- he has the spider sense so he can feel his death coming whereas everybody else doesn't really sure. sense it the same way but because he can sense it he's also able to like hold like will himself to not disintegrate oh certain- so he can like delay it by a few seconds by that's right uh, by that's sheer right. force of will by sheer force of will he made a good green lantern but like he just he just can't add to say so he just can't fight that power, but that's why he takes longer than hmm. other characters. That would be an interesting topic for us someday. All these heroes, all these actors recast as justice league members. Ooh, that would be an interesting topic. I'd be and down and for not that. just, not just doing things like equating like, Oh, Captain America is the Superman. Like, not like that. Like the actor. No, I know exactly what yeah. you mean. Yeah, yeah. Because I like Chris Evans a lot, but I don't want to see him as Superman. Not quite. No, no, no. It's it'd be fine, but it wouldn't be right. Right. Yeah. Would, right. I know exactly what you mean. That would be that would be a very interesting experiment. Perhaps one for a future episode. Definitely, but probably not next week. Anyway, let's continue on. Um, that's that's really interesting. I liked how this film has little payoffs for almost everything that the characters say and do. So even though they don't have arcs, they have little moments of, they have little moments of kind of full circle-ness. Yes. So 
Drax even I I think I said this to you earlier. Drax has this joke, this great joke in the film where he's watching Gamora and and Peter kiss, and he's like, "I've mastered the art of standing perfectly still. You cannot see me." Hi, Drax, and all of that. But then he is when he disintegrates. He is literally standing perfectly still. Like some characters are in movement and they're doing this or that and the other thing. He is perfectly still as he literally um, becomes invisible, evaporates, disintegrates, whatever. I thought that was very cool. The vision gets to stab the guy who stabbed him with the same spear Mm. that stabbed him. That's um, things like that. I really I enjoy those characters. James Gunn said that Groot's last word is dad as he's staring I know, I heard. at Rocket. Mm-hmm. So those, sad. Those kinds of that. I think this movie is smart because it think it thinks every single one of these things out. Yes. Well, that's I mean, you could argue that that really the MCU has been very good at that almost since the start. You know, I mean. It, it, not everything has been intentional. When they made Iron Man, they weren't planning out the MCU quite yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but someone someone was thinking about it because that's why we have the thing at the end with the Avengers Initiative, you know, with, with Nick Fury popping up. So the idea was around of like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we did an Avengers movie someday? But even even in that sense, even though it wasn't fully fleshed out, here's a blueprint, we're doing this. The fact that they were thinking about it, considering it, joking about it even... Um, or, or even if it was just meant to tease us, you know, like imagine if there was no Iron Man, imagine if Iron Man was a flop, didn't do well, or it was even a moderate success. And there was that tease at the end for the Avengers initiative. Right. Mm-hmm. And it just never came to fruition. It'd be like, oh man, like remember when they kind of teased us with that or remember what, what, what might've been, what could have been, um, even with that, they were thinking about it. They were thinking things through. So on a macro level, they're almost always thinking things through to some level and at a micro level even with little things like Drax standing still when he when he disintegrates like that's just a small thing but if you're looking for it you'd, you'd spot it um actually here's an i just i just finished this book called slugfest which yes. is about the 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 battle between dc and, and marvel or the rivalry between the two companies i'm like and more than the, halfway through it and i'm really enjoying it Great, great. So there, you're going to get to the modern era, basically, where they tar- start talking about films. And the book says that th- the pitch for, you know, because they, they, the line in the sand was always Iron Man wasn't supposed to be part of a grander interconnected universe. But according, to, but they actually got the money from Merrill Lynch by pitching interconnected films leading to Avengers. Hmm. So that's if that if that if what the book says is true, then that's then they were they I think they say like if Iron Man works, we'll do that. Yeah. So if it doesn't, it's just a fun tag. So but they but the point from the beginning was to connect them. That is different than what I had heard up until now. Me too. That's it. It was so different from what I had heard. But, you know, but sometimes but I mean, George Lucas said he also had all the Star Wars mapped in his head. Right. And we know that's not true either. Well, I so, had eighteen films. I wanted to make eighteen films. There was going to be right. going to be six trilogies. Yep, yep, exactly. So your George Lucas is pretty good. It's pretty yeah. good. Thanks. Yeah, I, I, 
yeah, it's pretty good. Needs right. more neck parasite, but it's me. I was gonna make a joke about the parasite, but George Lucas is such a nice person. Like I, I couldn't. I like having a hard time like uh, bringing myself to make fun. I of I know him. it's hard. It's hard. What um, what uh, were, were were there any sort of more Oops. minor characters or or villains? Uh, villains in particular, but I guess really in any characters that that you were kind of surprised to see them uh, pull in here, like the children of Thanos or any any specific ones of those. Is there anybody that sort of sh- surprised you? Of like, wow, they went there with that. Well, I think the Black Order surprised me quite a bit because they all you could tell what parts they had to play. They didn't feel generic, and they were a threat and a force unto themselves. Like it took. Spider-Man, Wong, Doctor Strange, and Iron Man just to subdue two of them, and they didn't even beat them in that moment. Yeah, and the only reason they got the only reason they they got a leg up on Ebony Ma is because they were able to surprise him on his own turf. Sure, sure. Because of Alien, a great movie. So such a good that was such a good that whole sequence was really fun. That was, it was really it was fun. A, it was tons of fun. Yeah. So they really surprised me. They they felt, even though they didn't have tons of screen time, they felt like authentic threats and characters, and I enjoyed that quite a bit. I think if anybody in the MCU who's a secondary character who's had a really true arc from one film to the next, it's the Scarlet Witch. Yes. She's had from, from Ultron to civil war excuse me i don't know who that is i think you mean wanda wanda there's yeah. no Do scarlet witch no they don't call us no witch? remember they couldn't get the rights to the name because doesn't that name technically still lie with fox i don't know i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure that those two characters well i know that i but it might be like a scroll thing or whatever where they can use both of they can use both of them. I don't think they've called her Scarlet Witch at all at any point in these films. I think they've always called her just Wanda, kind of conspicuously. She doesn't have a, nick, a, a superhero nickname. I'm pretty wow, sure I, that is that's a great observation. I know they never called Quicksilver Quicksilver. No, no they never called him Quicksilver, and I don't think they've ever called her Scarlet Witch. They're just like she's Wanda. He's fast and she's weird. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, that's a shame. It is kind of weird that she doesn't have I know. Uh, a hero name. I've never really... I guess when you know who they are, because the Avengers are kind of known for calling each other... Like, they call each other by their real names. They don't... Right. Never. No one ever goes, Iron Man, help, you know? Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Because, like, the Justice League would... 10 out of 10 times like when they're in costume and they're like going up against villains they would call it like wonder woman come over here like martian manor do this like whatever maybe they would call martian manor jean but like otherwise they're calling each other by their superhero name because like mm-hmm. we have to preserve the secret identities but you're right the avengers like don't and i guess that's like a marvel sensibility right is like being a little more real and like you would call your coworker by their name not by like their title or whatever that's true but i guess like but those nicknames you could equate to something like like fighter pilots who have their you know their nicknames yeah. and whatever else and you call them that name because they're on duty or yeah, something yeah, like that yeah, yeah. but it depends on the character cuz most people don't call Steve Rogers Steve or Rogers they call him Cap yeah, it's true that's true yeah yeah 
you know, but it's always Tony. Hulk is referred to individually because he's his own person. Yeah. Apart from Bruce, yeah, Thor yeah. is just Thor. Maybe it's most of them really don't have secret identities, and I think that's actually a part of it. Okay. Spider-Man has a secret identity. The rest of them really don't. Even Doctor Strange does it as in this film. You get a joke about it like, oh, Doctor Strange, you know, oh, we're using our made up names. You know, he doesn't. Doctor Strange is just Doctor Strange. That's just his name. Yeah, I know he's not in this film, but Scott Lang is. I mean, Ant-Man is kind of this. I mean, it's a secret. It's uh, I would say that one's a secret. That was a secret. But you're right. Most of them really don't. I mean, but they don't call him that in the field. Right. Because he's not in the film. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yes. Yeah, but isn't that yeah? That's yeah. They just talk about them with their with their names, that's which true. is which it's it's fun anyway. Uh, what was the original? Oh, Wanda. So she's had this real progression where you've seen her powers really start to really start to escalate. So by the time she gets on the field in Wakanda and just obliterates that massive machine that looks like it belongs in the Phantom Menace, along totally. with the shield. Along with the shield on the grass, everything about uh, that battle, everything about that Wakanda battle was Phantom like, Menace. It was Phantom mean, Menace. It was yes, it was. It it was Naboo, mm-hmm. which is fine. That's a good part of that. Yes, movie. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, uh, you know, and then we we get you know like why wasn't she out here this whole time? But even with like as soon as she leaves, visions attack. So you have a reason why she wasn't even there totally. the whole time. Totally. But I like that as a secondary character. She has. You know, she has a little progression. Rhodey has a little bit of a progression, you know, when yeah, you're talking yes. to um, Thunderbolt Ross. There are every, for the most part, I feel like every character is served. Black Widow gets her, gets a moment. She's a little underused, though. I feel like Cap and his crew are under underused. The Russo brothers said, "If you felt like one of those, if one of your Avengers yes. was underused, they will be. They're used more in the next yes. one. Yes. So, whereas Iron Man and Thor had more to do this time around, you're going to get, I think, more Cap and Widow and Hawkeye the next time. That's great, and Hulk, arguably. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. Um, can I ask a dumb question that I should know the answer to? Yes, I know they shot parts one and two back to back. Yes, do the Russos direct part two? Yes. Good. Yep. Yep. Just back to back. It was like one big fan film fest. Yep. I guess. Yep. Everybody was everybody was hanging. Uh, what did you think of Hulk's um, superhero equivalent of erectile dysfunction? I know, Frank? right? Um, yeah. I was kind of like, get over it, you big baby. Like, come on. I well, because it mean, wasn't I don't really think it was Banner. I really think it's Hulk. I think so too, and that's why I'm saying get over it, you big baby, because because it's it's. It would be like, you know, not being able to perform if it were Banner that was having the problem. Like, I can't I can't make it happen. But like, it's not. It's Hulk saying no, actively refusing. It's an active refusal. So mm-hmm. I, I, the interpretation I've been hearing from lots of people and I tend to agree with is he's never experienced defeat before like he did at the hands of Thanos at the beginning of the film. And he's either like a wounded puppy or he's he's embarrassed or yeah Yeah. he's pouting and i'm just like just just get the world the universe is ending here like step up dude hulk hulk doesn't care about those kinds of things i know i know i know but it's so that's what's so infuriating about it's how can you not care that's why i'm infuriated That's, that's great i love that that's a great that's a great theory i that's awesome 
I had a thought this morning. Now that T'Challa is evaporated, that makes Shuri the Black Panther. It would. It would. If she's still around. If she's, well, yeah. I feel like she must be, though. Otherwise, we would have seen her go. I think we would have seen her. We saw the characters go that, so if we didn't see them, they're still around. I've been hearing a lot of people saying, like, oh, I wonder if Hawkeye is gone or I wonder if Ant-Man is gone. It's like, if they were, we would know. (laughs) You know? We we would, I agree. Yep. They would have been like a mid-credits thing or something with them disappearing. Right. If they showed us Maria Hill and Nick Fury right. disappearing, you would see Hawkeye, Ant-Man, and the Wasp disappear. I would argue that we know every every like significant person who has disappeared as a as a part of this, we know about. Mm-hmm. Right. There's not going to be like a a part we show up in part two and it's like, oh, we forgot to tell you. Uh but Nova Prime. Nova Prime got disappeared. Mm-hmm. Um, I oops. I think now I think it's pretty much stated that Ant-Man and the Wasp takes place before. Infinity yeah, I had heard that. I wasn't sure if that was uh, yeah. for sure or if that was a theory or what. But yeah, I, I had heard that. So it's very possible that the Wasp or Ant-Man disappear like it leads directly into that moment. Which I would like. Like, like I, I would like seeing the 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 after the snap uh mm-hmm. stuff happen in the like at either at the end of the film or in the end credits uh sting or whatever i agree i there's a part of me that doesn't want either of them to disappear because if they're in avengers 4 if both of the, i think ant-man ant-man and hawkeye are confirmed for avengers 4 um but if if wasp is in avengers 4 that means that the original Avengers are left from the films and the original Avengers from the 60s. Mm-hmm. And so you get literally the original team that people have been reading for decades. I think we'll see that. In the same place on screen together. I think we'll I think see so that for, for at least a chunk of the film, like maybe one big battle sequence or something. And then mm-hmm. I do think that someone... Someone big is going to die at the end of like someone has to pay like there any some price needs to be paid at the end of all of this. I agree. In the Infinity War storyline, Nebula wears the gauntlet. Yes, I have heard that. I haven't read it. I, I now I really want to. Um, mm-hmm. But but yes, I have heard that she she ends up being the one who sort of defeats Thanos in the end. Um, and then everyone's got to kind of team and defeat Nebula. And that would make her arc very interesting, considering that she's in a completely different state because she and Gamora have finally kind of made up yeah. and and recognized the goodness in one another, and then Gamora dies. And so she's in a who knows what state she's in at this point. Her father just murdered half the universe. Yeah, I would kind of hate to see her go, like, swing bad swing back to being bad again because <laughs> mm-hmm. her her redemption arc has been really cool for me to watch so I, i'd hate to see her become the the villain again um mm. but i would like to see her take out thanos i think that would be pretty badass i agree now frank we're um, we're basically out of yeah. time so I'm, i want to end on i want to end on one story which I'm not sure if I told you this or not. I'm pretty sure I did. Last 
April, I was in Scotland and I was dry and I came in from Newcastle on the train into Edinburgh and I was I was pulling into the station. There was a movie set all up with big green screens and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, wow, that's interesting. A day later, I I discover that on the Golden Mile, uh, no less, that the um, that they were filming Avengers at that very point in time. And I didn't know who was there or what they were doing or anything like that. So I was literally in the literally in the place where Cap and Black Widow and Falcon show up to save Vision and the Scarlet Witch um, from uh, from the Black Order. That's so cool. You never told me that. No. Oh, yeah. So I was I was in the same place. I was actually. In all the places they were in that film, actually, wow! Every place they were in Scotland, apart from the fancy hotel room, I was there. Wow! The church, the uh-huh. um, the 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 Edinburgh station, I was say the, the train station the, where Cap shows up. The train, yep, that's where I came. I came right into. I was like, and so I actually saw some of the people that I was with on that trip today. A lot of stuff happened today, <laughs> and apparently, and and. And they were all like, did you see Infinity War? And did you see the fact that we were right there where they were at the same time? Because we all knew they were because we met somebody on the crew uh, who was who was just having dinner with his wife. And he's like, oh, yeah, we're working on Avengers. I can't tell you anything about it, but it's super fun. It's going to be great. Blah, blah, blah. And so, yeah, so so that was that was really cool. That's really cool. Anyway, Frank. We could probably talk about Infinity War tons more, but I think it's going to be in about three months' time when we do a commentary on it. Yes. Yes, please. Sign me up for that. Exactly. Okay. So uh, with that being said, you can find us online at BeerWithGeeks.com, Facebook, Gmail, and Twitter at BeerWithGeeks. You can rate and review us on iTunes. Please do so. You can find us on Patreon.com slash Audio if you'd like to support all of our Thought Bubble Audio endeavors. You can check Frank out at DragonCon this year at Stark Expo. Frank, why don't you tell them a little bit about that? If you like charity, if you like helping people. Um, if you want to help people who don't have water, get clean drinking water. Generosity.org is the charity we will be um, will, will be benefiting from this event. Stark Expo Live, September 1st at Switchyards in Atlanta. StarkExpoLive.Eventbrite.com is where you can buy tickets. Like I said, all the proceeds over and above the cost of the event itself will go straight to Generosity.org, helping people uh, to uh, get clean drinking water, building wells, that kind of thing. Uh, Brian Austin Green of 90210 and Smallville and Sarah Connor Chronicles will be there live podcasting with Derek Russell and Steve Glosson and Graham Hancock. I'll be there as well live. We'll be doing live live episodes of Starkville's House of L and with Brian Austin Green and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, Dane Davenport will be providing live music. Um, it's going to be a really, really fun time. Tickets are beginning to 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 sell out. Our VIP tickets are already gone. Um, so it, there are still general admission tickets aplenty. So be sure and check those out. StarkExpoLive.Eventbrite.com is how you can do it. It goes to a good cause and we'll be having a good time. Cool beans. All right. Well, you can check us out on all other places that podcast can be found, including iTunes and Spotify and Satchel and Overcast and google play and all these other places. all of basically if, if you listen to podcasts you can find us so anyway frank i think that's about it and so until next time cheers, cheers.
Oh no, I don't want to go, Mister. I don't want to go, Mister <laughs> Ramblings. I don't want to go. <laughs> ding ding ding. You gotta leave that in, right? Probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay.